Hello, 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 folks. Welcome back to another edition of the CIAC cast. I'm Joel Cookson. Thrilled that you've decided to spend a little time with us talking some high school sports. We've got uh, some great guests lined up this edition. I think we missed last week. Uh, I missed my schedule there of keeping on to an every other week schedule. So as a reward to you, we've added a, uh, a fourth guest. We're going four deep with our guests this week, uh, assuming I can get all the uh, logistics and schedules lined up. So we're going to have uh, Mary Albel of DieStat.com on to talk about the upcoming uh, indoor track and field championships, which are, uh, believe it or not, just a little over uh, a week away. Uh, from beginning, and then we're going to have Jerry DeSimus uh, of Connecticut Wrestling Online. He's going to chat with us about the uh, upcoming wrestling championships. Then we're going to go off in a little bit of a different direction. Uh, Noah Finns of the Vantage Sports Network is going to talk about their uh, new endeavor uh, and the great work they're doing covering high school sports in the state of Connecticut. Then I believe we're going to wrap things up with Sean Patrick Boley of the New Haven Register and Game Time CT to talk a little bit about National Signing Day, uh, which was uh, yesterday as I'm recording this, and uh, hopefully yesterday as uh, as you are listening posting this as well so we got a lot going on today and uh i'm excited about it i think this will be some good conversations a little bit of this a little bit of that start getting ready for the winter championships which are approaching much faster than uh than i can imagine so we do apologize for getting off schedule last week sometimes those things happen uh things come up kick us off our schedule a little bit but uh we're very excited to be back with you and uh, i think we'll have some good conversations this week so getting ready for some championships and then a few other things uh, that are happening around the state of Connecticut and the world of high school sports. So we're very happy as always you are with us. As always you can also, uh, you know, can find the podcast at CICsports.com There's always a post there with the uh, the podcast uh, link uh, embedded there. You can listen to it uh, that way. There's also the podcast page on CICsports.com If you uh, look in the, uh, the sub-menu there underneath sort of the main menu uh, there's a CIAC cast link there. Of course, you can also subscribe on iTunes, which we'd love if you would do. And if you do uh, listen to us on iTunes, we'd uh, we'd love it if you'd leave a review, uh, give us a rating, and leave a review there. Just a way to know uh, how many folks are checking us out on a uh, on a well, I should say week to week, but we're not posting it week to week on a every other week basis. And uh, that's uh, that's something that would be great for us as well. So hope you'll check out. Uh, however you are listening to the CIC cast, we greatly appreciate it. And uh, we're going to get right to our guests here in just a few minutes. But first, as always, it's time for Things You Might Have Missed on CIACsports.com. So what do we have here? We've got a couple editions of Linked Up. We did a, uh, a new one on Monday as, uh, as uh, last week was a little bit chaotic for me uh, personally, so I wasn't able to get one up on Friday. Uh, so we had a little bit of a break there, but there's a, a Linked Up from uh, from this past Monday. We're going to try to do one uh, another one on Friday as well. So we'll give you a, a two for this week on, uh, on Linked Ups. And then there was also one back on the 13th of January. Uh, for any uh, fans that are listening, students that are listening, um, the Battle of the Fans deadline is uh, is approaching. I hope you'll check out that competition. It's a great way to kind of publicize the great work that your student section is doing. So we hope that uh, folks will take advantage of that. This past weekend, we had the uh, the second annual CIC Singles Bowling Championship. So we've got results uh, from that competition, another great uh, endeavor that's going on there. And we talked about uh, the Winter Sports championships which are fast approaching but believe it or not these spring sports uh are, are not all that far away so we've got the uh 
The tournament packets from the spring sports are uh, posted online. Uh, you can check those out. We highly encourage uh, all of our coaches uh, to read through those for their sport. Make sure they're familiar with all the dates and all the requirements and all the regulations and all that good stuff in there. Uh, the post that's on CICsports.com has uh, you know a few kind of noteworthy things from each sport, but uh, we really hope that folks will uh, will take the time to read through. We know it's a little uh, a little bit mundane sometimes, some of the uh, the repetition and all that kind of stuff, but there is important information in there that uh, that p- p- folks uh, need to be aware of. So we've got all those things. And as we said, uh, also coming up uh, this Saturday, the spring sports schedules will be posted. So you can uh, can find that as well on Saturday the 4th. They'll be posted sometime uh, on that day, and uh, you'll be able to see uh, where your favorite team is going to be playing this spring, which is certainly something that folks are going to be looking forward to. So those are just a few things you might have missed, or uh, you haven't missed it yet uh, since we're posting it on Saturday for the spring sports schedules, but are coming up quickly. Uh, we hope you'll check all that out. Uh, and of course, as always, Tournament Central, as uh, we mentioned, the championships are are fast approaching, a little bit over a week away from the indoor track. Then we're going to get going with wrestling. Then we'll have a little bit of a break uh, in between, although the, I believe gymnastics will come up next, and then we'll have the, the basketball and the hockey and the boys swimming will all... Uh, be uh, be going underway once we kind of turn the calendar to March. So about a month away, those sports will uh, will get into their championship season. It's going to be a busy uh, busy two months here, basically, or a month and a half, two months as we get through February and March with the winter sports season. Check out Tournament Central, bookmark Tournament Central. As, uh, as it says on the button on the homepage, pairings and results, schedules and postponements info, rosters, videos, tickets, merchandise, and more. I don't know what more could be. That uh, seems like it would have just about everything you'd want. But so hope you'll uh, you'll um, bookmark that page, and that's got a lot of great stuff there uh, as we go forward. So those are just a few of the things you might have missed on CICsports.com. As always, uh, please, as I said, uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast. That would be a lovely thing. Leave us a rating. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at CIAC Sports. That's a good way to keep up to date with everything that's going on, all of the, uh, the happenings and goings. Anytime we post something new on CIAC Sports, we also, of course, tweet it out. Uh, you get a little other information there. All kinds of good stuff on our, uh, our Twitter account. We're really uh, try to make use of that as well, as well as Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. So lots of good things there as well. Uh, I think that's going to do it. So let's then uh, get into, oh, you know what I didn't do? I did not talk about our friends at the Department of Transportation. So I'm just going to read this uh, verbatim here, this helpful thing that they give us and says, sending or receiving a text takes a driver's eyes from the road for an average of 4.6 seconds, which if you're driving at 55 miles per hour, this is the equivalent of traveling the length of an entire football field blind. Please do not text or drive or drive distracted and encourage your friends and family to park the phone when they are behind the wheel. One text or call could wreck it all. It's hard enough driving in the winter. We had uh, snow uh, the other day that uh, we know postponed uh, a lot of events. It's hard enough driving in the winter. Let's not add a degree of difficulty to it, folks, by playing around with your phone when you're behind the wheel. It is not safe. You're putting yourself at risk. You're putting other people at risk. Keep the phone uh, tucked away. Put it in the center console so you won't play with it. Put it in your pocket so you're not tempted to go in after it when you hear your text message uh, alert sound off. It's not worth it. Please be safe out there on the roads and uh, and keep the phone parked away. That's the message from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. 
So now that was a longer preamble than I uh, intended. I always seem to do that. I apologize for that. For those of you who just want to get to our uh, to our experts, and in this case, our first expert is going to lead us off with the uh, the championship that is coming up the quickest. The indoor track and field championships are just a few, uh, well, just about a week away now. Uh, February 9th is the first divisional championship, so just a little over a week. And uh, we're going to get in touch with Mary Albel of DieStat.com to help us break down all of the championships. Well, the calendar has turned to February, which, uh, believe it or not, means the indoor track and field championships uh, in the CIAC are coming right up. And uh, though she doesn't uh, cover it full-time anymore necessarily, uh, we, we felt the need to reach out to one of our old friends, Mary Albel, now writing for uh, DieStat to, uh, to help us break down the, the upcoming championships. Mary, thanks for being with us. Always good to talk to you. Yeah, happy to have, have be on with you guys. Always, uh, always happy to do it. Nobody uh, kind of digs as deep into the track and field stuff as uh, as Mary does. So, as I said, you can check out her work as uh, we get into the championships at uh, at diestat.com. So, let's get right into this, Mary. We're going to get started here uh, in just a little over a week, believe it or not. The uh, the the class championships are starting on February 9th, and uh, we've got four championships uh, in the classes, and then the open coming the following week. So. Just sort of uh, start off with kind of big picture. What do you think are sort of some of the stories that, that you're watching as we head into the, uh, the, the indoor championships? Well, I was just talking actually um, the other day with someone just how it's kind of a different year. I mean, you, we graduated so many top names that people were familiar with for so many years. You know, mm -hmm. Hannah DeBalzi, Danae Rivers, Eric Vanderels, and it's kind of like, okay, who's going to step in and fill those shoes, you know? Yeah. So it's been an interesting year far as watching that development take place. Um, Team-wise, you know, you still have Bloomfield Girls, you know, Glastonbury Boys, um, Windsor, Hill House, all those kind of tall in those names that you repeatedly see, Staples, Danbury, and they're all still, you know, powerhouses, and they should make a huge impact at the state and state open scene. Um, but as far as individual athletes, um, if you uh, were able to get out to the Yale Track Classic a few weeks ago, um, Mark Doily, he's one of the top guys um, of Weaver. He's, a, I believe, he's a senior now, which is crazy to think, but um, junior senior. But he's one of the top sprinters in the nation, and uh, he won the 300 there. And he's been really fun to watch. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think he'll have a big impact at the state level and um, New England's. And I know he has aspirations of becoming All-American again. So that's been neat to watch. But um, again, kind of going back to who's been able to fill those shoes you've seen some girls like new milford's mia Mayhome. i think she's kind of taken on um some of the mile and two mile and she's really uh, distinguished herself there and then mm -hmm. some girls from cog and chog derby it's really nice to see some of those names that were kind of hidden a little bit you, yeah. i mean you're familiar with them but now they're really starting to take that spotlight and that's been fun to see yeah no question it, it does seem like it's been a little bit of a of a changing of the guard at least in terms of sort of the individual successes uh that we've become so familiar with such a, a dominant class and, and group of athletes we've had the past few years uh won't ask you to sort of get into necessarily the specifics as with uh you know four championships and and boys and girls obviously champions crowned on both sides but you mentioned some of the familiar teams that we've come to expect is that sort of how you're looking, at least in terms of trying to, to map out who might come away with some of these team titles at the class meet and then again at the Open, or, or are you seeing anything uh, anything different, any teams that maybe uh, we're not used to seeing coming through uh, and, and contending for these championships? 
Yeah, I was, again, you know, I was talking at the Yale Classic with Matt Conyers, and it was like, okay, what teams are we watching this year? You know, it's a little bit of the unknown, but I think you, again, have to go back to the Bloomfield girls. You know, they have an incredible story. Um, you know, class, class M, class S, continually, small numbers, but they're just a powerhouse in mm-hmm. what they do as far as the sprints. Um, and then, again, you know, in the shot put, they have a really great shot putter, and I believe her name's Brittany, 45-plus. Um, you know, she's just incredible right now. Um, so I think they have a real shot to to defend their state open title. Then you have Danbury boys um, defending state open champs. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, not necessarily down, but they always um, are very well-rounded, mm-hmm. um, strong in the distances, and then, Staples, you know, you saw what they did in the cross-country season for the boys. Um, I'm not sure how that will translate to kind of the bigger picture of state open and stuff, but they're definitely one to watch. And then another one of those teams where, you know, the SEC is so funny. You know, you have Hill House, which can always, you know, win a title on any given day, it seems like. But um, really hand, Uh, I think they might surprise a few people. They've always been so strong in the field events, pole vault in particular, but they really have some good sprinters, and they'll see what kind of their mid-distance, longer-distance guys can do this this championship season. Yeah, no, uh, and that is, uh, as you say, it's always interesting. We, we you know, certainly uh, maybe as much as any sport, indoor track has, has kind of had a, a pretty, uh, you know, strong core of teams that, that seem to be in the mix every year, but it's always fun when somebody comes uh, kind of in and, and bursts that bubble. Any uh, – any other athletes? You've mentioned, uh, you know, a few folks that that have impressed you so far this year that you've taken a look at and that uh, have put up big performances. Anyone uh, that you haven't mentioned yet that you're really uh, excited to see what they might do uh, at the championship level here in the next few weeks? Um, Cassidy Palmer of Bloomfield. Um, she, I believe, was at Stratford. Um, she is a senior now. She's in the sprint. She's one of the top names. Um, I think she'll be one to watch. And then also, um, kind of going back to the CCC, which just held their championship. Mm-hmm. Um, Holland, again, you know, they, they're consistently strong. Um, but they have one of the top pole vaulters. She could, you know, easily go over 12 feet. Um, I don't know if 13 is realistic. Um, Amy is her name, but mm-hmm. she's really, really strong. And then again, um, Devin McShane of Hand. He's one of the top pole vaulters in the state. He could easily get over 15 feet. So... Um, I mean, the pole vault's usually not one people pay attention to sure. as much. But And then again, um, it's kind of neat to see the next level of guys like Drew Thompson of Fairfield Prep. You have Zach Ahmad of Staples and then Brendan Murray, Kyle Bidette. Um, all those guys in the distance events should put on a great 1,600, 3,200 come to state open. Yeah, no question. Lots of uh, always tend to get, uh, you know, competitive competitive races once the those kids get a chance to all kind of uh, test test themselves against each other any uh you, you and again you've hit on a few but uh curious if there's any other any other events you know that you think um either at the open or, or at some of these class meets that you think uh fans might want to kind of focus in on i know it's uh, a, a little bit of a of a three ring circus sometimes maybe a little less so indoor than outdoor mm-hmm. but uh you know there, there's a lot going on to if fans are going in and kind of looking for something to really pay attention to what would you uh what would you be looking for this this uh this coming weeks Again, you know, I mean, it's hidden at uh, Floyd Little Center. It's kind of in the corner about the shot put. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, go take a gander there. That's usually one you can kind of dip in and out of. There's some really great throwers. Um, then the girls' thousand. Um, boys and girls, you have one of the top thousand runners um, from Coggenshaw 
Allie Alsup, and then you have um, Catherine DiLoretto from Tolland. Um, they both have the capability to go under three minutes. Same with Kylie Rodriguez of Derby. Mm -hmm. um, and all these girls are kind of from smaller schools, so it's really neat to see them have such success in the 1,000. Yeah. And that's, that's a fun event. I mean, it's to see them go under three minutes, um, that's pretty incredible. And it's, it's a relatively fast event, so it's fun to watch. Yeah, no question. There's, a, as you said, a lot going on, and it's going to be uh, all sorts of uh, interesting things in the coming weeks. So we started off on uh, February 9th with the, the Class M Championship. Then we'll have two on the, or excuse me, one on the 10th, two on the 11th, and then the Open coming up uh, a week later on the 18th. And we know uh, Mary Alba will be in attendance for at least a few of, uh, mm -hmm. of those uh, championships, if not all of them, and uh, covering it for Die Stat. And, Mary, we always uh, always love talking to you. You uh you know the the track and field may not get uh, the attention as some of the other uh, some of the other sports, but I know it's a, a passion for you. So we love talking to you about it, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you out there at Floyd Little. Uh, appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you so much. Love talking to Mary. As I say uh, in that interview, uh, she she studies this stuff and is embedded with the track and field community about as much as any uh, media member that you'll see. So really love uh, getting her perspective and giving you a few things to watch out for as we head into the track season. Of course, I didn't mention all of the championships uh, in indoor track and field will be at the Floyd Little Center uh, in New Haven. So that's where uh, all of that good stuff will be taking place now. Following the track and field championships, the next championships up on the docket will be the wrestling championships, starting with the divisional championships. And to help us get ready for those championships, which will be coming uh, kind of mid to late February, let's get in touch with Jerry DeSimus of Connecticut Wrestling Online. It is approaching winter championship season time, and that means we wanted to uh, to reach out to one of our our experts in uh, in the sport of wrestling, Jerry DeSimus of uh, Connecticut Wrestling Online and the Collinsville Press. Uh, Jerry, thanks as always for being with us. Happy to be here, Joel. Nice Lo to talk to you. Love talking to you. And uh, if you're a fan of, uh, of high school wrestling in Connecticut and uh, you're not checking out Connecticut Wrestling Online, then you really should be. It's, uh, it's an invaluable uh, resource, and we want to... Uh, to have Jerry kind of drop some knowledge on us here and, and get us ready for the championships and that are coming up uh, in just a few weeks. So, but uh, before we do that, let's kind of you know hit on maybe the regular season stuff a little bit, Jerry. So I guess my my first question is really you know what is what have sort of stood out to you as kind of the big stories or uh, you know the teams or whatever it might be that have sort of been the most uh, most impressive or have stood out to you the most uh, during this uh, regular season of the wrestling season. Well, Joel, wrestling is a uh, tough sport, and uh, it's hard for new teams to come in and, and break into the top ten or the uh, be among the leaders. So it's a lot of familiar faces. Mm -hmm. But there are some new teams in there that are making a contribution to the state. Uh, Ellis Tech out of Danielson is uh, an impressive team this year. They're 24 and 4 at this oh, wow. point. They're uh, doing a nice job in uh, Class M, and uh, they look to be a, a very tough team to contend with this year. Um, they really don't have a conference, so their uh, big meet will be the uh, uh, Class M meet or mm -hmm. in a few weeks down in uh, uh, Foreign, down in Milford. Yeah. But some of the other you know, teams uh, in the state that are doing well are some of the traditional powers. Danbury, as usual, yep. is having a, another tremendous season. They're 12-1. and one. They have not lost to an in-state team in, in quite a while. The, their only loss this year is to uh, Mount Anthony, uh, Vermont. They have their annual uh, meeting every, uh, January, every January, and they lost that. Mm -hmm. 
but uh, they've done a nice job. Uh, New Milford is doing well, as they usually do. Uh, Bristol Eastern is off to an undefeated start. They're 13-0. and uh, Trumbull was 15-0 and until they wrestled Danbury last night, okay. uh, earlier this week. So um, they're doing well. You know, and then there's Southington is doing well, Xavier, Newtown. Uh, it's a, uh, a good season for wrestling uh, around the state and in the region as well. Yeah, no, it, uh, as you said, uh, a lot of familiar faces, but it is nice to see, uh, you know, a few teams kind of, uh, kind of start fighting their way in there. Have there been any, um, any surprises, uh, you know, so far? Maybe anything, either teams that, uh, you know, obviously, as you said, they tend to be teams that are kind of in the mix, but maybe teams that have exceeded expectations from, from maybe what they, you thought they might be doing entering the season, uh, or, or maybe some individuals that have really kind of popped and, uh, and taken uh, the sport by surprise a little bit this year. Well, in terms of teams, you know, Ellis Tech uh, showed the potential last year, but the fact that they're following through with that is impressive because uh, the kids sometimes don't uh, take that next step, but they seem to have done that. Uh, Bristol Eastern's uh, run is very nice. They, again, last year looked good, but they have continued to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, Wyndham has been an interesting story. They've been a, a dominant cl- team in Class S the last few years. Um, they're continuing to uh, wrestle strong, but they had an interesting match with Montville about a, a week or two ago. Wyndham had won 73 straight dual matches in a row, mm-hmm. and that streak was uh, extended when they beat Platt out of Meriden by a point on criteria. Mm-hmm. So in their next match, they re- wrestled Montville from the ECC, one of their local rivals, yeah. end up losing by two. Oh, wow. So it's very competitive wrestling out there. Yeah, no, and that's uh, I know it's a, it's an area that certainly uh, is, is very focused on the sport as well. So, you know, we as I said, we start looking ahead. The, uh, the tournaments are, are, you know, reasonably fast approaching it'll be kind of the middle of february now that the the uh the calendar has flipped as you start uh you know taking a look at that some of the the teams as you mentioned that have always uh, you know that are often in the mix but uh how would you sort of uh you know handicap or or kind of uh break down the the championship picture a little bit as we head towards the uh the divisional championships which will be uh february 17th and 18th okay well in uh double l you know again it's going to be danbury they've uh had a nice run there. They uh, won it last year after losing the year before, but they've done a tremendous job this year. So, uh, you know, Danbury and Double L. I uh, look for Southington and Trumbull to challenge them, but Danbury might be a little too strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Class L, you know, the defending champion is New Milford. They've had a good, strong season. I'm going to look for Bristol Eastern, uh, Middletown, to make a run at them. A surprise team in Class L may be Simsbury. Hmm. Simsbury hasn't had the best dual meet season. They've had some injuries. Uh, you know, some of the excellent wrestlers on their team had to sit out in December because of, you know, uh, recovering from football. But they have a few uh, excellent wrestlers like Jasper Stone at heavyweight that might allow them to contend sure. for the championship. In uh, Class M, the defending champion is foreign. I look for them to uh, be up there again as well, but I think they're going to be challenged by uh, New Fairfield, who has a lot of good individuals, and uh, Ellis Tech, mm-hmm. who's going to make that run at the Class M Championship. And in Class S, you know, Wyndham has won it for four straight years. They're uh, looking to be just the third team to win five in a row. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to be challenged by their ECC brothers. Um, Ledyard has dropped down into Class S this year. Montville is there and uh, with Wyndham. 
and then there's, you know, Griswold. But um, I look for Monfil, Wyndham, and Ledger to uh, battle out in Class S, and the rest of the folks will be uh, looking for that third-place trophy. Sure. Yeah, no, that'll be interesting, as you said. Uh, some familiar uh, familiarity uh, among those Class S teams. Uh, looking ahead a little bit, you know, in terms of the Open, obviously it's a little hard to tell uh, until you kind of see the results from the – the divisional uh, championships and even some of the conference championship, uh, you know, meets, which are still still to come here in the next few weeks. But, uh, you know, looking at it, I was looking at it to prepare for this. And, you know, although we've said, you know, it's a lot of the same teams, this ha it has been a little bit of a of an unusual uh, sort of mini run of parity here in the open championship over the last few years, you know, after Danbury sort of dominated uh, much of the early uh, 2000s. Now we've had the last couple of years, we've had, I think at four different champions or three champ, three different champions in the last three years. So what, uh, what are you kind of seeing? Obviously it's a long way out, but seeing sort of as you're projecting maybe how that open championship might shake out. Well, the Open Championship is kind of interesting. You know, you can have a great dual meet team. You can have a great tournament team at the divisional level. But sometimes at the state Open, you need two or three studs that will uh, get to the championship round or get to the consolation final. Mm -hmm. And that can carry you. I think you saw a little of that last year uh, when New Fairfield uh, nipped Danbury by three points. Yeah. Um, yeah. New Fairfield just had one more finalist. So, I mean, if I'm looking at uh, teams to look – for at the Open, uh, Danbury, uh, New Milford, um, Newtown could be a contender there. Uh, the wild card for Newtown will probably be, uh, you know, Anthony Falbo. You know, he's uh, won three state Open championships in a row. He's looking to be just the third wrestler in state history to win four. Mm -hmm. uh, the wild card, though, is he's wrestled, I think, one dual meet uh, match this year. He's been struggling with an injury. So, um, We'll see how he is come at that time of the year. Sure. But when you look at the background, you know, uh, a two-time national champion, he's going to be going to Purdue next fall. So he certainly has the capability to win another state open championship and uh, hopefully help Newtown perhaps as well. His uh, teammate Joe Acousti is having a great year at 170. So you know, a few big studs could move you to the top at the state open championship. Yeah, maybe a little bit less about the depth and, and more about sort yeah. of the, the, the crews at the at the top, the, the group, the, the kids at the top there uh, at the state open. As you said, a little hard to, to predict this far out, but that's why we bring you on, Jerry, to let you do a little speculating, and the, that's a lot of fun for us. So uh, uh, you mentioned, sure. uh, you know, the gentleman from Newtown and a couple others. Who are a few of the other sort of uh, – individual standouts that, that wrestling fans in the state are really going to enjoy watching uh, at the divisional championships and then uh, again at the Open uh, in, in a few weeks here? Well, you know, Newtown's Anthony Falbo, you know, just a tremendous wrestler, uh, a very good technician. Uh, hopefully he's healthy enough to get out there and wrestle, uh, an excellent wrestler. Uh, at Danbury, you have a young sophomore, Jacob uh, Camacho, who's done some uh, good work this year. He, you know, he won a state open championship last year as a freshman, but uh, this year he's done well in some uh, out-of-state tournaments. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons Danbury's done so well over the years is they have uh, shown the ability to go outside the state and wrestle anyone and wrestle um, competition in New York and Pennsylvania to stretch themselves and get better. Uh, Danbury was at the Beast of the East tournament down in Delaware right. one uh, weekend in January, and uh, Jacob finished fifth in his weight class there, which is a tremendous accomplishment for any Connecticut wrestler. Uh, 
And then earlier this year, I think before the season began, he finished fourth in a Super 32 tournament that has wrestlers from up and down the East Coast. So Mm -hmm. Jacob is a a tremendous wrestler to watch. Uh, You have uh, Tim Kane from Fairfield Ward. He's a defending New England State Open champion. Right. Very good. Uh, Jojo Gonzalez from Ellis Tech at 132. Again, a defending New England and State Open champion. He'll be... uh, looking to add another crown to his uh, collection. Uh, New Milford's Avery Shea's wrestling well, uh, as I mentioned before, Newtown's Joe Acousti. So there's some uh, neat, re- good wrestlers to uh, see down in New Haven at the Open. Very good. Really looking forward to it. So I'll, uh, I'll let you uh, wrap up here and just kind of say, what are you, uh, you know, uh, uh, you're obviously, uh, you know, the divisional championships at four different sites, and I'm sure you'll, uh, well, I would guess, I say, I guess I shouldn't say I'm sure, but I'm guessing you will be in attendance uh, uh, at at least one of them, and then again at the Open. Just kind of curious, what are you going to be, you know, looking for? What what, what sort of uh, story or, or, you know, or outcome uh, are you going to kind of be uh, particularly interested in uh, at the uh, the championships that are coming up in a few weeks? It'll be interesting to see if uh, any of the other teams can knock off some of the established uh, uh, titans of the sport. Mm-hmm. I think I'll be at the Class S tournament. It's been a tradition of mine to go to that one for many, many years. It'll be interesting to see how the uh, three ECC teams do with each other, uh, Ledyard, Wyndham, and, and Montville. And once you get to the Open, it'll be uh, interesting to see how some of the uh, uh, Class S kids do at the Open. But also, I'll be looking to see um, how some of the Class L teams do there, you know, Bristol Eastern and and New Milford. And um, the State Open is neat because you have the kids from all all the schools across the state. You know, you're not really worried about the size. It just comes down to uh, what you can do on the mat. And uh, it's always an entertaining day of wrestling, and I always look forward to the semifinals, which uh, has some of the more good matches because the kids uh, are a little desperate. They're not holding back, and they're letting it all fly. Yeah, no, no question. And as you said, you maybe see some uh, some kids wrestling each other and, and matchups that uh, you know they're, that don't face each other during the regular season or, or uh, in in divisional meets. You know, you're never quite sure how those things will shake out. So a lot of fun. It really is an exciting uh, exciting two days at the Open and exciting two days at the the divisional championships. Again, they'll be uh, February 17th and 18th uh, uh, across the state. Double L at Trumbull High School, the L at Bristol Central, the M at Gil. Milford and the S at uh, at Wyndham. So uh, looking forward to, to seeing all that. And Jerry, we uh, we greatly appreciate you joining us. And uh, again, see uh, Connecticut Wrestling Online is a uh, an indispensable site for uh, for fans of Connecticut wrestling. So we appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes to uh, to chat with us about it. Happy to help, Bill. Love talking to Jerry. Another, uh, you know, something that we've been, I've been trying to do a little bit this winter season here before we kind of get into the, the, the championships into March is, is make sure we're covering some of these sports that don't maybe get quite as much coverage. We've talked a little uh, boys swimming previously here on the CIC cast along with a few other things. So, uh, so we appreciate Jerry who really uh, – He's committed to following the sport of wrestling and does such a great job keeping tabs on everything as well. So appreciate him carving out a little time to talk with us. So now we've uh, we've done some championship previews. Now we're going to shift gears just a little bit here. Going to get on the phone with uh, Noah Finns, who is uh, uh, working down at uh, the Vantage Sports Network, uh, which is a network that launched uh, recently and is uh, dedicated to covering uh, local sports in Connecticut. So I wanted to talk with Noah about some of the things they're doing. So here's our conversation with, uh, with Noah Finns of the Vantage Sports Network. 
we've got a first-time guest with us on the CIAC cast and a gentleman I'm very happy to be talking to uh, to talk about a little bit about his coverage of high school sports, and that is Noah Finns of the Vantage Sports Network. Noah, thanks so much for being with us. Hey, thanks for having me. This is great. Not a not a problem. We're happy to uh, always happy to get on with folks who are who are doing the legwork and getting out there and covering high school sports. So, for folks who don't uh, who don't know, uh, the Vantage Sports Network is on uh, Frontier Cable and is a is a network uh, dedicated to Connecticut sports. And so, all with that sort of general uh, introduction, I just want to kind of ask you, you know, what uh, what was the impetus to sort of start this up and uh, and to kind of have that focus on on local uh, local sports, whether it be high school or, or the college level? You know, I've worked for uh, years at local television affiliates. So I was at WPNH Channel 8 for about 19 years and saw the need for more local coverage, but not the resources for it. Sure. And... Um, it's just you know it's just the model of the way that that news is um, is is following uh, around the country right now, and that you know it goes back to all of you know where the advertising dollars are going and, and, and how much less of those dollars um, the local news organizations are getting and how they're scaling back on resources mm-hmm. and um, and I thought you know there's got to be a better way out there of being able to cover more and so I set out. Uh, you know, uh, on a bunch of different ideas, and had some meetings with some, some people. Ended up having some meetings with people at Frontier Communications, and suggested to them that they should do some local programming. And they had some I- had already had some ideas about doing some local programming. And so the Vantage Sports Network, um, and, and it wasn't called that at the time, but it, you know that that, the, that was the idea that we started kicking around. Well, what if we just what if we just did a sports network dedicated to Connecticut sports right and um, so they, they they contracted me out to to provide the content and manage the content and, and here we go we have like a real sports network for just Connecticut sports <laughs> yeah it does it seems like I mean I know it didn't happen overnight on your perspective but it did I think maybe from the the consumer perspective it, it was sort of a nice treat to kind of all of a sudden say oh wow there's this new uh, new entity out there that's uh, that's so focused on on Connecticut uh, sports, so you talk about the content. What uh, you know? What what are you folks doing? What can people find and, and expect to find uh, on the Vantage Sports Network? So, if you turn it on at any time of the day, there will be some sort of Connecticut sports on there. So, uh, a, a part of what we're doing is aggregating programming that's already being produced by the universities. Um, they're already putting. You know, they're already doing their home games. So you, you, you might see a Yale basketball game or a University of Hartford game or mm-hmm. Fairfield University or Southern Connecticut State or Trinity or any one of the universities in the state. Their games will be on. They're not live games. They're games that have already uh, been played, and then we air them until we get their next games. Then whatever other sports-related programming that we can aggregate from the state, and then we produce um, our own original content. So right. we have an interview show with, um, you know, Sports celebrities, if you will, from the state. We have, uh, you know, a collection of feature stories that we call featuring Connecticut. But our signature show is a nightly or Monday through Friday highlight show, and it airs live between ten thirty and eleven o'clock. And it's just highlights of games being played around the state from border to border. Right. And um, you know, it's predominantly high school sports. Yeah, no, and that's uh, it's it's uh, you know it's really a must-watch for for fans of, of high school sports. So the question that comes to mind, uh, and and I'm sure it's one that you and uh, and your crew are grappling with every day. You know, there are 
uh, I don't even want to guess, you know, maybe 150 high school sports events going on on a given night, day, uh, not, and that's not including uh, whatever might be going on with the local colleges. How do you sort of uh, sift through all that and decide where you guys are going to be going and, and what games you're covering and, uh, and what's going to get your attention on a given night? We try to vary where we are from night to night. So if we know we were, you know, we had a lot of games from the Naugatuck Valley um, last night, well, then the next night we may need to get up the shoreline a bit to eastern Connecticut, or we may need to get up a little more to, uh, you know, the, the northwestern part of the state. So we, we try to vary it up that way, and then a lot of it's based on geography. So, sure. okay, well, here's a game that we might cover. Oh, and then there's a game right here. Okay, so we have a game at Hall High School, and then, well, uh, you know, Northwest Catholic is right there, and we can hit a game at Northwest Catholic, and then we can also hit a game at Farmington High School, and now we can have one crew shooting highlights of three games. We get as much as we can, move on to the next game. So right. it's, uh, it, you know, it's it's all about logistics. It's all about geography and getting, you know, getting the most we can. So if there's a if there's a big game being played, but nothing around it that we can pair up with it, we're probably not going to get that game that night in lieu of getting three games. And you know, our thing isn't necessarily to get the best teams in the state, but to get the most kids on. And, you know, it's not a matter of, of who's winning, really, for us. It's a matter of who's playing. Yeah, so no question. The, the, more, the, more, the more kids we can feature, uh, the, the more successful I think we can be, and, and the better we feel about it. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's really, you know, and as you said, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a market that has uh, a plenty of, re- you know, not resources. I mean, there's plenty of opportunity. There's so many games being played on a given night, and uh, it's great that you folks are, are getting out there and trying to cover. Just uh, for folks who haven't seen it, you know, give me a ballpark. How many, how many games, uh, you know, are you highlighting on a, on a particular episode or a, or a particular meaty episode of, uh, of CT Sports Now every night? Yeah, about 17, 18. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, about seventeen, eighteen, and really, I would say that the the it's almost almost all high school stuff. You know, there'll be um, you know the colleges as well, but mm-hmm. the, the the high school stuff is 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 what really gets us going. And and you know, it's you, you're right. Any anywhere you go, there's something happening. There's 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 always something happening. And, and you know, we're not we're not excluding any sports. So we've had our share of um, you know the sports that don't typically get the coverage, uh, the swimming. Uh, plenty of field hockey, um, lots of lots and lots of volleyball, mm-hmm. um, wrestling. Uh, it's you know we're 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 enjoying the coverage of all of that, and um, it's you know it's it's great to be able to feature all these kids. The track and field, it's all it's all there. It's all it's all as important to these kids as any other sport is. So we're we're covering all of it, and, and <laughs> we're having a blast. We're having a good time. Well, that's the important thing, and yeah, no, you're absolutely right that it's. Uh, you know, the, as you say, the, the the track meet or the or the swim meet, whatever it might be, is just as important to those kids as the as you know maybe the basketball game that's got you know fifteen hundred p- fans in the gym is to uh, to those athletes. So we uh, we love that it's it's all getting covered there. So uh, you know, if if uh, I know one of the things that you're really passionate about is sort of trying to use this as a as a way to to reach out to schools and and maybe you know help them and and sort of. Uh, do some teaching along the way. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, kind of how that process might work and, and if schools are interested in, in maybe contributing uh, in their own way to, uh, to, to the Vantage Sports Network, how that might work? Absolutely. So we, we've got programs in place now with many of the colleges in the state. So we're, we're offering student internships, and, and the student interns at the college level are, are already very involved in what we do. And, and, and 
they're able to actually get on the air. So we're mm-hmm. putting kids, college kids, on the air. Some of them have already gotten jobs, and it's, and, and it's working. I would love to extend that to the, to the high school level. We've started. We haven't gotten as far into it as, as, as we know we will get. Um, but, um, you know, Avon High School, for instance, is starting to have some of their students shoot some of their games and send them into us. And what I'd like to do is establish a program where I can work with, with, with the high school kids because there's no reason why high school kids can't be, can't be a part of this, a sure. part of shooting, shooting some of the games and learning the, the right ways of doing this when it comes to presenting highlights in a, in a, in a television format. And so, um, you know, we're going to continue on with Avon High School, and, and, and if any of the other schools want to get involved, um, I know some of the schools are already doing amazing things. Staples High School, Duquesne High School, I think Valley Regional High School. They're already doing great things with video. And mm-hmm. because video is so, um, you know, front and center, and, and, and it seems everything we do now that the distribution of it is so simple and, 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 and free. Yeah. Um, that if, if, if these high school students can learn how to do it, um, in, in the format that it takes to get it on, on television and in a television news format, then it's teaching them valuable tools so that you don't necessarily have to be an athlete um, to be gaining something from the Vantage Sports Network or from our CT Sports Now show. But now you could be contributing and maybe maybe setting yourself up with a, a career in the media. And let's face it, there are opportunities in Connecticut between ESPN and NBC Sports and the Yes Network and all of these you know regional and, and national sports networks based right here in Connecticut. Sure. So... You know, the, the earlier we can start training some of these guys, and, and, and you know, it's 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 a mission that's consistent with what Frontier Communications is about. Even I don't I don't work for Frontier. I'm not a Frontier Communications employee, but you know, they've been all about employing locally and employing you know people from the military and and uh, athletes, and so it's it's consistent let's 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 train our own let's train our kids let's make this all about us every way we can all about connecticut and, and keeping people in connecticut and, and, and enhancing the state yeah no question i i think just uh you know it's great opportunities all the way around whether it's the kids that are being uh being highlighted or maybe the kids that uh that don't have the athletic ability but want to uh you know want to to learn something and uh and can really have that opportunity so uh and i know uh for, for folks uh, who are familiar with our Battle of the Fans program and, and some of the things uh, the, the folks at uh, Vantage Sports have been great about highlighting some of our CIAC programs that, that we're really proud of. So uh, we, we hope that that will continue as well. And uh, as always, I think the, the plan and the hope is to just get as much, uh, as much uh, publicity and fanfare for all the great kids that are doing such wonderful things on the court and in the pool and wherever it might be. So we really, uh, really are, are, are thrilled with uh, – the work that you folks are doing and the effort that you're putting into it. So where can, uh, you know, get down to the, to the brass tacks here, where can people uh, find the network and, and get in touch with you and maybe follow you on, on Twitter and all that kind of good stuff. If they're interested in, uh, in, in vantage uh, sports. So I tell people all the time, you know, if, if, if you say you can't get it, you can, <laughs> it's frontier is the only um, cable uh, company in the state that covers the whole state. So, it's Frontier Communications, so if you're on one of the other uh, cable systems, simply switch to Frontier Communications. They offer all of the, the channels and more that the others do, so it's not like you're going to be losing your, you know, your ESPN or any of the channels you get. You're going you're to have all the channels that you have, mm-hmm. um, plus this, this uh, Vantage Sports Network with, 
which comes with the package. It's channel 1600 if you have uh, Frontier. I think it's uh, 600 uh, on standard definition, 1600 in, in high definition. And the live show, CT Sports Now, airs every night at 1030 to 11, and then we re-air it several times the next day. We want to make it accessible to people, and, um, and you know, as we do with, with all of our programs. You know, air them, air them several times because, let's face it, we have plenty of time to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and we want to make sure people get a chance to see it because they're getting a chance to see themselves. Um, so that's, that's the deal. Reach out to, to Frontier, get it, and the more, you know, the more people support it, the more we'll be able to do with it. And I, and I, I just, I, 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 I've made it clear from the very beginning that we have to stay true to our mission on this, and that is everything we do has to be to help everybody. Yeah. This can't be, uh, you know, this can't be pure business decisions. Oh, well, how is this going to help us, and how can we take advantage of these people? It has to be everybody's got to, got to get something out of it. This has to be good for everybody involved. And so all of our partnerships work that way. You know, we have a partnership with the HAN Network, which is um, a streaming service. Well, they're, they're a newspaper group out of Fairfield County that streams uh, games, uh, and they've kind of gotten into the, the, the television world or broadcasting world uh, or webcasting world, and mm-hmm. they're doing a phenomenal job with it. And, um, you know, we have a great partnership with them where, where their games are seen live on our air. Um, they're, they're all FCAC games. Um, but they're, they're, they're seen live on our air as at the same time that they're being streamed over, over them. So any right. partnerships that we can get, we have, you know, a lot of the newspaper guys who, who you know, spend their time covering uh, high school sports, Sean Patrick Boley, who, who, who does a lot for Game Time CT, Joe Morelli, same thing. Mm-hmm. They spend a lot of time, um, you know, on our air with us talking high school sports. Dave Rudin with the Rudin Report in Fairfield County. Um, you know, Mike DeMauro with uh, the, new, the new London Day newspaper, who really uh, is a champion for the state as well. He, we, you know, you'll see him on air with us. So anyway, any, anytime we can bring people on to talk Connecticut sports, and obviously the coaches as well. Yeah. So I wanted to be true to our mission that, that um, you know, we're helping everybody. Everything we do is about Connecticut. And, you know, if, 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 uh, if that's what you're into, come along, join the party. Absolutely. No, check it out. And, uh, and Noah, we really appreciate it. And uh, as we said, appreciate anyone who's, uh, who's committed to, to the mission of, uh, of promoting high school sports. So thanks so much for, uh, for being with us, and, and good luck and uh, continued success with the, uh, the new venture. Thanks so much, Joel. We'll see you soon. Thanks very much to Noah. Enjoyed that conversation. And, again, appreciate uh, the work that they're doing, keeping tabs on, uh, on high school sports. It's really great that uh, there's, an, there's someone, some – some folks out there who are so committed to uh, to trying to tell those local stories, and we uh, were greatly appreciative of that as well. So let's wrap things up now. Batting in the cleanups cleanup spot for us, we're going to reach out to uh, Sean Patrick Boley of Game Time CT and the New Haven Register. Big day across the state of Connecticut and across the country, but we're mostly concerned about Connecticut here with the uh, National Signing Day. Let's take uh, get in touch with Sean and see what he has to say, some of the big stories uh, in terms of kids committing to uh, to continue their athletic careers at the college level. Have with us now Sean Patrick Boley of the New Haven Register and Game Time CT fa- fame. And uh, yesterday was a busy day for Mr. Boley as uh, it was National Signing Day for uh, for athletes that will be uh, taking their, their talents to the collegiate level in football and soccer. Uh, and at least that will be uh, getting some financial aid. That was how I uh, understand the significance of yesterday. And Mr. Boley was uh, doing quite a bit of coverage on it. So, Sean, thanks for being with us and help us uh, kind of track down some of the things that were going on yesterday. 
Thank you, Joel. Yeah, and I mean, I was kind of hitting the, uh, sitting on the home front, kind of manning uh, Command Central, just basically checking all the social media accounts and seeing if there were any, any shocks yesterday. But uh, everything went, you know, give or take according to plan. I think the most action that took place was the night before when Windsor announced a bunch of signings and, uh, you know, Windsor, which went to the, the state uh, semi, excuse me, state final. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year with a, really a lot of talent and you know, I think they 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 created the most waves, I guess, and they had one of the best classes uh, to sign with like major colleges out there. And uh, it's good to see that uh, T.J. Gardner, um, who had originally uh, signed or not signed, originally committed to Boston College right after his right toward the end of his career mm-hmm. uh, at uh, Windsor, he flipped like the last day to go to UConn during Randy Edsel's staff. So that was. That was a surprise and a good surprise for a lot of UConn fans. Um, and he's, I believe he's a three. He was rated a three-star linebacker, um, and uh, he made a bunch of All-State teams. So that was big. And then obviously his uh, teammate Jason Pinnock slipped in from Boston College to go to Pittsburgh. Yeah, and uh, you know, and that was another one. So, and then right the night before, uh, their quarterback Jakari Grant he committed to go to Rhode Island. So it was a really nice day to be from Windsor. Yeah, no, a good, uh, as you said, some uh, some familiar names for high school uh, fan, football fans in the state. So what were a few of the other sort of, uh, you know, big names uh, that, that maybe are, are going to programs and uh, and are, are be folks that, um, you know, fans are really going to be able to, to keep tabs on over the next uh, four years at the college level? Well, obviously one of the biggest surprises was the fact that Michigan came to, uh, came to Connecticut and seemed to clean up, as mm-hmm. it were. Uh, two CIAC uh, school athletes, uh, Ben Mason, who was basically the consensus player of the year in Connecticut football uh, at Newtown. Um, he is already there. He graduated from Newtown, and he is uh, taking classes at Michigan. And, and uh, the other one uh, from the CIAC was uh, 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 the, uh, Andrew Stuber from, Dar- from Darien, right. who makes his own history by signing with Michigan. Um, he is the... I believe he'll be the third, if he becomes a letterman, I should say, I think he'll be the third Connecticut player to ever uh, letter at Michigan, and, and they're all from the same school. And the, the other two would be Todd Massa, who was an All-Stater back in the late 90s, early mid-90s, I should say, played on the national championship team. I think he was on the team mm-hmm. um, in 97. And then the other one would be uh, Fritz Safer, who... Uh, played at Darien, really didn't make a whole lot of a na- you know name for himself in high school, but he walked on, and uh, you know he p- played for Bo Schembechler, and uh, was became this like uh, uh, this amazing player, and also became their assistant AD out there. So, oh wow, you know Michigan dipping into their Darien well there, which is very very I thought was very interesting as well. Yeah, no question. It is sort of, uh, yeah, it's funny how these things seem to kind of go in, uh, you know, in groupings and things like that. Were there any other, uh, any other uh, folks who sort of are going to, to what you would kind of consider major college programs where uh, fans will be able to uh, keep tabs on them over the next few years? Well, yeah, I, obviously. I mean, in addition to the Michigan, they also got Tariq Black, who's at Cheshire Academy, which is not a CIAC school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, the prep school. Um, had a lot of local kids for us, at least going to other places. We had uh, kids who were used to, one of the kids played at West Haven High School before transferring. Um, that was Brandon Sebastian. He's going to Boston College and, and uh, C.J. Lewis. Well, those are just prep school kids. But as far as, like, CIAC school 
show. Um, Russell Thompson Bishop uh, from Bloomfield, the great receiver from Bloomfield, was an all was a consensus first team All Stater. He's going to my alma mater. He's going to Syracuse to join that great offense and Dino Babers and and um, you know he'll he'll be playing alongside hopefully um, one of our another one of our players uh, who committed there or is now playing there for the last few years, which would be uh, Irv Phillips from West Haven. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would be nice to see him up there, especially since I went to Syracuse. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, it's good to see a, a state kid go there. I, I, I love to see that stuff. But um, other programs, uh, James Maxson, uh, the Norwalk defensive tackle, I think he's going to be an offensive lineman there, but he's going to Temple mm-hmm. uh, following the route. No, another FCAC guy going to Temple, Tyler Matakevich, obviously had a great career there yep. out of St. Joseph. And now playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, we had a we had a, I don't we didn't have a ton of UConn uh, um, pickups, but the one guy uh, who did go was Ryan Fitton, the tight end from Staples, who uh, he was a Diaco recruit, and then when uh, when Randy Essel came back, they they honored his scholarship. So he, he uh, you know he was starting to look elsewhere, from what I understand, or at least he was getting offers. From elsewhere, and then, uh, but he committed to uh, UConn yesterday. Um, Brian Keating from Darianne is going to be preferred walk-on as a long snapper there. He's a really good long snapper. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't exactly sign, but it'll be a preferred walk-on, so that's good for him. Um, we had a lot of Division One or FBS style recruits, uh, but there were a lot of other, you know, Division One FCS, which used to be one AA. Right. Um, Jared Nelson, the lineman from Glastonbury, is going to Villanova. Um, uh, see what else. Uh, Fordham did a nice job here. Paul Williams from Greenwich is going there. Zach Davis is going there. And Sheehan, the state's leading rusher last year, broke all kinds of records. Mm-hmm. Glenn Cunningham from Xavier, he's going to Fordham as well, the, the linebacker and running back from Xavier. Um, and the other one was uh, uh, Cannon's uh, Will Conley, who was, a, I believe, about a second team um, alignment out of Buchanan, and he's going to Fordham as well. Uh, I mentioned Jakari Grant going to Rhode Island. Um, Jack Kircher from, you know, from New Canaan going to Lehigh. There was a lot of kids going to a lot of places. And then, you know, as far as, like, you know, the Ivy League schools go, <clears throat> the two that were always uh, brought up are D Major Roman um, from New London. He's going to Yale. Mm-hmm. The Yale can't exactly say if they've signed anybody. They don't, like, sign people at Yale. Right. Uh, they, don't, they don't do that in the Ivy League. But, but he definitely has... I believe they said uh, they signed like a letter of intent, like not a letter, not a letter of intent. It's like a letter of, uh, or they get a letter of you will be ad- admitted when you apply here, right? Or something like that that to that extent to make it semi-official. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Conti, the quarterback from Fairfield Prep, is going to Yale as well. He had a he had a signing ceremony, and then there's also Central Connecticut, which did a really nice job picking up a lot of. Great players, a lot of first-team All-State players from Connecticut. I'm just going to run them down real quick. Sure. And Neem Coward from East Haven. That was kind of a surprise. I didn't hear much about Neem Coward. We knew he was a pretty good player, and he made a few All-State teams and All-Area teams. Um, really good linebacker, kind of got lost the shuffle there. But he, he got an offer from Central Connecticut, and he's going there. Um, Byron Dickens, the first-team lineman from West Haven, is going to uh, Central. Edison Galan. From Manchester is going to Central quarterback there. So is the quarterback from Middletown, Tyshawn James. Um, so he, he is going there as well. Um, Daquan Nicholson is another surprise from, from uh, Wilbur Cross. You know, he was the kind of kid that didn't get a whole heck of a lot of like All-State uh, uh, recognition, but Central Connecticut thought he was good enough a player to become part of their program. A mm-hmm. linebacker, very nice kid. 
Um, so he's going to Central Connecticut. That's really nice for uh, for his uh, for his program. And then Christian Sapp out of Cromwell, Portland. Um, and then there were a couple others like Carson Tebbit, the long snapper from North Haven. Um, oh, I forgot Seth Willis, BYU. He's uh, Seth Willis uh, will, will be playing at BYU. He signed his letter yesterday, but he told me last month that he will be um, he will be going on his Mormon mission. He's, he's a Mormon. He's a member of the Church of sure. Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and he will be going on a two year mission, which as is their requirement before he actually starts playing there. So he'll be. I believe he'll be about twenty something years old when he starts playing there in a couple of years. So that'll be that'll be good. I mean that that fits right in with Tech University, of course. Yeah. And the last guy I should mention is uh, Joe Zoffy from Central from so sorry from uh, Shelton, the kicker, uh, one of the best kickers in the state last year. He's also going. So a lot a lot of kids. We had a lot of kids going to a lot of different places. It was a really nice year. There's there's some great talent here in this state. Yeah, no question. And, uh, yeah, as you said, kind of nice also for, as you said, Central Connecticut fans to get to see some of these kids kind of stay and then, uh, yeah, kind of grouping it at yep. Fordham and a few other places. So fun to see, and it'll be fun to uh, to keep tabs on all these kids going forward. So fans can uh, the check out GameTimeCT.com. They did a great job keeping track of all this, along with, as uh, as Sean said, the, uh, the non um, – you know, non-CIAC schools and where those some of those kids went and then where uh, where kids are also going to some other uh, college divisions, you know, not just the FBS or the FCS yep. level. So it's all there, and uh, right. fans can check ones. it out. So we hope uh, hope they will do that. And, Sean, we, we appreciate you jumping on for a quick chat about uh, what has become a pretty big day for uh, for high school football kids and for, uh, for fans of the sport. So we appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Joel. I appreciate it. Thanks so much to Sean. Appreciate him uh, carving out the time as well. So some good, uh, some good guests, some good conversations this week. Hope everyone enjoyed it. And uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the CIC Cast. Of course, as always, check out CICsports.com for up-to-date information, stories, lots of good stuff. We're going to be doing all kinds of things there, hopefully uh, in the next few weeks with our uh, Class Act School program, trying to uh, – to launch some interesting things there so you can check that out there again the battle of the fans uh deadline is coming up so schools can submit things there and you'll be able to track the uh the competition there as well and of course tournament central that's uh, going to be your spot for the next few weeks and uh well next few weeks next few months as uh, as we power through the winter championship season that's going to be a great spot for you to get all the information you want uh i didn't mention before you can sign up for email or text alerts about uh either your school or once we get to tournament time tournament uh, information. That's a great way to keep up to date with what's happening if uh, if you want to be able to uh, to follow things. That's a great way to do it. Uh, a lot of people have opted to to do that and uh, we appreciate that. We think it's a, a smart thing for you to do. So that's a good way to make sure you're getting the up-to-date information. So again, follow us on Twitter at CIACsports.com uh, You can check out the podcast at CIACsports.com. Listen to it embedded there or if you uh, download or subscribe on iTunes, uh, that would be lovely as well and we hope you'll leave us a rating, give us a review. So we, uh, we know how we're doing and uh and like i said be nice to know how many folks are checking us out there so we uh we would appreciate that as well so until then we hope that the weather continues to uh to cooperate and not throw too many curveballs at us over the next few weeks as we start with the uh the run to the winter championships i'm joel cookson thank you so much for being with us and we hope you will be with us once again the next time we're back with another edition of the cic cast <laughs>